Welcome to the IT Woodworker Podcast, where we discuss business and IT topics. I also include a woodworking project every once in a while, which is something that helps me keep my sanity in this fast-paced business we work in. If you enjoy the podcast, please like it, subscribe to it, and share it with your friends and colleagues. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the IT Woodworker. I'm Chris Kousalis and I am joined by my co-host, Katie McCullough. Katie, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. And yourself, Chris? I'm doing I'm doing real well. I'm doing real well. Getting ready to go on spring break with my family here, so I'm excited. So this is my last podcast before spring break, so I'm very excited. <laughs> so I know you're a little bit of an Illinois homer, but you're yeah. a Cubs fan, right? Oh, big Cubs fan. Absolutely. So I spent uh, spent a little time uh, last weekend watching the Cubs play both at Sloan Park and uh, at uh, the other or uh, the Scottsdale Stadium where the Giants play. So nice. very relaxing weekend with some friends. Nice. And you had some beautiful weather out there, too, didn't you, for it? Oh, it was absolutely perfect. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Op- opening day is Thursday, and I think it's probably going to be in the 30s here. So... <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> no, I'm going to be gone. I'm on spring break, so I'm a I'm a fair weather, and I really mean weather fan. So I love the Cubs to death, but I'm only going to watch them in the stadium when it's you know 75 or warmer. So yeah, I, I do. You're a smart guy. <laughs> All right, nice. <laughs> and with that, let's jump right into the show. So today we're we're going to be talking about AI and security and and how it affects security. I mean, with so many things going on, you know, Chat GPT. You know, I did a I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a couple of gentlemen from work, Lee Grant and Nick Santilli, and we talked a lot about it. And you know, there's there's a little bit of you know Chicken Little. You know, the sky's falling. So, but AI does some really good things too. So. You know, there's yeah. you, you take the good with the bad. So from a security standpoint, how does how does AI affect you? you know, yeah. what, what, how do you see that? So, I mean, one, AI is such a broad umbrella, right? It's like yeah. using the word security. It covers so many things. And, you know, really so much of the focus when you talk about computing and security, it's about machine learning, right? You, you look at this big conglomeration of things that AI can do and whether it's following exact rules of engagement or it's it's truly doing machine learning, it's learning over course of time. For security, that's absolutely huge, right? Because whenever I've talked about security, the, the goal in security is to see everything that you possibly can see, right? When you talk about any kind of network or infrastructure, cloud application, whatever it is, right? These are things that are running, that have vulnerabilities, that people have access to, right? All these things that you have to protect. Well, the way you you start to protect them is to have visibility to them, both in terms of enumerating what they are and what they do, but what telemetry is coming out of them, all the log messages, right? So, I mean, I'm sure there's a stat out there of how many billions and trillions of log messages that can come out of just somebody's simple architecture, Mm -hmm. right? And so the original goal was, well, you'd get all this telemetry, and before there were things like AI, guess what? Somebody had to sit and look at all that stuff. Or through it all. How effective would that ever be? You can't. You can't. Right. So I would argue for security, uh, machine learning and, and certainly AI has been critical and has been around 
for for a while now because of that need to be able to see everything. Now, there has been, you know, the biggest advances that allow for things like a m machine learning is the fact that you do have all these all this data that now machines can learn from. So one, you've got all this data. Two, you now have the compute power that's reasonably cost that you can actually, you know, decipher it and understand what's going on with the with the technology that's associated with it. So those two things have just exploded, you know, what AI and machine learning can do, the, the cost of compute and the fact that now you do have all this data, certainly not even just for security, but for a lot of, a lot of other reasons, right? So AI is just jumping off the charts uh, in terms of the importance of it. Um, but for security, I mean, yeah, it's, it's had to have been around for a while. And to the point, you made uh, or probably Lee and Nick made around chat um, GPT. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like anything. There's good to it and there's bad to it. And, mm -hmm. and I forget, I think we've even talked about this. There's an organization out there that when you develop new technology, they actually intentionally look at it from an adversarial standpoint, like how could this be used in a bad way so that Again, more of the white hat people are looking at those things so you can try to get in front of it. But the reality is, yeah, chat GPT can be used by adversaries and bad guys. Right. And part of uh, some of the use cases I've seen in the security realm is when you're doing things like threat hunting in security, you're taking all these pieces of data that's coming from your network, that's coming from known bad actors, from known attack techniques that they use, but it's like a giant puzzle that you have to put together. And guess what? If you have to research all these different little pieces manually, it's going to take days, You're weeks. Done. They've broken. Where yeah. Actually, if you can use something like chat GPT, you put these variables in it and say, hey, what's what's likely here? They can come back with something in, mm -hmm. a, in a reasonable time frame that gives you more solid direction. Um, and I... I mean, that's, but that's also been a big piece of AI and certainly machine learning when it comes to security is you start talking about, well, this is likely happening, right? Because you're, you're using more heuristics. You're seeing this, that, therefore, it, this is probably what's happening. But it's not, it's not always a guarantee. I mean, we see that in almost all the security products that you put in place, you have to go through a tuning phase mm -hmm. for it to know what's normal. And so when you're talking about things like heuristics and behavioral modeling, there's going to be one, a tuning phase, and you you got to still question it. You just can't take it, you know, at face value. And the other piece that it's still maybe not there, maybe it's going to get there, is having some of the biz business context or certainly your risk appetite. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're going to be able to put in things like, yeah, if this device gets compromised or, or if you're seeing oddities on this device or you're seeing oddities with this kind of data, then yeah, that certainly raises, uh, can raise the risk. But there's still... I mean, again, maybe I'm being naive that saying humans as the superior race, but the reality is um, we've got to use this technology. And, and this yeah. is kind of the, the stake I take in it is if we don't use it, we don't understand it and we don't break it and fix it, then it is going to be used for bad. 
and and for the longest time you said AI has been used in security, it was the AI would look for anomalies. So now it sounds like with you know with a chat GPT or whatever, it, it can tell you what anomalies to look for. Because now it's kind of going out and saying, okay, you know, th these are the bad things. So these are what you need to look for. Because you said you have all that information coming in, you don't really know what it is. So that that's where it can help. Is is like working with what's already out there being used by AI. Is that is that what 100%. you're saying? I mean, again, if you look at the MITRE attack chain, right? This is this whole series of events that have to happen. All that is. I mean, it's known for today, right? It, it's constantly advancing, but so many of the tactics and techniques these bad actors use is stuff that is known. Yeah. And so if you know that and you know all these tactics and techniques, you feed that into database and then you look at the telemetry that you're bringing in from your actual network and it's it can do the correlation for you. Again, I would still argue you have to have some kind of human validation because the last thing you want is for it to make the determination, oh, I'm going to sever this connection to this server. And all of a sudden that's a you know business critical server and um, you just brought down your whole business. Now, mm -hmm. I, I do think we're going to get there. I, I know people aren't comfortable with that. They may be comfortable with more minor environments and probably rightfully so like development and QA where something maybe gets out of yeah. whack and you do want to sever that pretty quick because there's no reason not to, right? Um, and that's where I, and I think I mentioned it in one of our last podcasts, this SOAR security orchestration automation um, where you, you know, you're putting some of that more reaction and action in place so that you can address um, some of these security staffing shortfalls where yeah. you're, you don't want to hire the security people to do the uh, remedial, the mundane, the mm -hmm. re repeatable work. You want to automate that and you want to use machine learning and all the data, your telemetry that you're getting to help feed that to make the best decision. Um, so you're not having to staff that. And you bring up a good point there because there's there's such a, a chasm out there. If, if you look at how many security openings there are and how many actual security people there are to fill those openings, it, it really feels like AI and machine learning is going to start to to shore up that gap. And it, and it has to because you, there's more openings than there are people. It just it doesn't make sense. And and again, to your point that you want to staff the people who are really the high level, who are really making those decisions why we needed to sever that business critical server or why we shouldn't sever that business critical server and let the, all the machine learning and all those tools that are out there bring you all of the relevant data so you can make a good decision. Right, so I, right. I think that's where it's really traveling. I, I, I mean, I know that every time you look out of the job boards, there's more security jobs and more security jobs, but at some point the technology has to catch up or it has caught up. And as a salesperson, I'm not doing a good job explaining to my customers that this is what they really need to look at rather than trying to hire, you know, warm bodies. Yeah. I mean, there's still challenges out there, right? I mean, one of the inevitable ones is not all log messages are equal or do they look the same? So you've got to, you know, have mappings and different uh, ways of understanding what that data is telling you, right? There is some normalcy out there in terms of standards and how the, the logging you look at, but, you know, there is no agreement across the industry on how logging should be brought in. And so, you, you know, you got to have somebody to adjust your logs to make sure they're they're saying what you think they say. Um, but 
in a, in another big area, I mean, we hear about this a lot is truly having data scientists, right? I realize yeah. that's kind of high end career, but you know, that's where that's where we want the human intelligence to come into play. And um, and I mean, we are not going to see. I don't believe for any stretch of the imagination we're going to see machine learning and AI take over our jobs in our mm-hmm. lifetime. Now. I am certainly one that I'm not just looking at the world in terms of my lifetime. I want to leave a legacy for all those to come. But that's where I go back to. We still got to embrace this technology because it's coming. It's coming at us. It's already unboxed. Let's figure out how to use it. Um, and, and again, we go back to where we started, all the use cases where it's helped with security. You know, if you look back at those traditional antivirus um, that we had on all our laptops and stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, some companies still use the old signature base, right? It's just looking for a very, is it this? And and we're past that, right? Too many things are changing. Too many uh, you know, bad actors are able to adjust what they're exactly doing. So you, you can't just go for one for one to be triggered. Yeah. You have to use the machine learning to say, this doesn't look right. And again, you can you can still make decisions on that to say, hey, this doesn't look right. Do we need to investigate this more or should we quarantine something until we have a chance to look at it? But those options are there and and they've been there for 10 plus years in the antivirus world. That's really made a huge change because endpoints are one of our most susceptible um, elements in a security framework because people like you are on them. <laughs> Did I tell you I failed another test like two weeks ago? I uh, did I tell? Maybe I shouldn't. Say, you know, I'll edit that out. <laughs> but you're you're right. You're right. But then, I mean, to be fair, we we see that everybody sees that, right? Just yesterday, I got a text message from our CEO saying, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "This is not her number." Yeah. And so, I, in in fact, it come to find out multiple of us in the company got that text message. And so we started a Teams thread on it, you know, basically laughing at this person. I mean, who, you know, you text the CEO and think I'm not going to question that? <laughs> so believe me, everybody's a target. And yeah, I mean, the whole reason everybody's a target is because you could be in a hurry. You could be doing something and you don't even think you're just responding to yeah. what appears to be something urgent from an important person. Yeah. That's that's human nature. And that's why they know they can do it. But if you if we put AI around that, I guarantee you, AI would have said and, and it's what it does. It's what the new the new generation um, antivirus does. It says this doesn't seem right. Yeah. It can look at things much more objectively than humans than can. We can, yeah, yeah, and that's why it's out there. So, so in a nutshell, AI good. <laughs> my perspective, my and I, I get there's a lot of debate out there, but my perspective but is it's good. I think you hit on something that was that you said earlier, and then you just said it again too. Is is a lot of these technologies have been out there for ten years, and when you look at where the breaches happen, it's not this, you know, this evil company that's out there that's got all this really cool high tech stuff. It's these knuckleheads didn't upgrade these servers that the patch has been released for months or years. I mean, that's where it comes. So, I mean, it's like you got to get, you got to get with it kind of thing. 
Yeah. So and and yeah, I mean, it certainly depends on what industry you're in. You're like, if you're the NSA, you know, please have a little bit higher end because that's yeah. the threats that are going to come out. You are much newer and much more unknown. But for the vast majority of companies, it's their known threats, their known vulnerabilities. Yeah. Um, AI can absolutely help your business in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I wanted to touch on too, you wrote a pretty interesting article that I'm going to, I'm going to post uh, a link to it in the, in the notes here. Did you want to just touch on that a little bit? Cause that was all around AI and, and I honestly didn't know that you wrote it when we were going to have this uh, little podcast today. So educate yeah. me a little bit, Katie. Well, it goes back to what information do you have about what's going on, right? And, and you can get information about anything. And one of the most important targets any company is going to have is against their data, right? That nine times out of 10, that's what's important to a company is their data. And so, especially with a company like Panzura, we're um, protecting customers' data. So guess what? We have all the telemetry about that data. So for us, machine learning is huge because now we can help customers understand you know, just the business aspects of their data, but also potential risk to their data too. And and we can't do that without machine learning. We can't do that without assessing what is normal versus an uh, uh, something anomalous in behavior mm -hmm. and timing of things, right? If, if all of a sudden you see a burst of activity versus, you know, just normal human interaction, then you know something got triggered, right? There's all these things, but because ransomware, when it actually goes to encrypt, happens so quickly, you just, as a human, you can't react yeah. to that. You've got to have machine learning react to those things and therefore looking for all those types of situations. But all you can do is give it, hey, kind of look for these things and then, you know, assess it for me, especially at two in the morning. And so, you know, when when I talk about machine learning, learning now, it's all about machine learning around the the data and metadata um, around your data, which is what these guys are going after. And and I and I was when I was reading through the article too, you were saying that by having you know a lot of these these I don't want to call them stop gaps in place, but having a lot of these these tools in place, they're going to catch it. Yeah, they're going to encrypt a little bit of something, but I think it said that the the amount of information that they're really going to catch is going to be you know insufficient for them to be able to get a ransom out of you or shut you down or take that information and try to sell it to, to humiliate some or you know expose your secrets so you know again to your point you can't you can't you know get on the keyboard fast enough and shut it down but if you're running ai it can mm -hmm. and then it can have somebody come and look at it and say hey you know maybe we shouldn't have done that or yeah we did save you yeah yeah it's spot on i mean it is so much more we hit on it last week about data or last time we talked data resiliency um, because bad things are going to happen. We know that that's proven every day uh, in the news. Um, so it's about how quickly you can react and machine learning can be a key element in that. Mm -hmm. We got to use it or the bad, bad folks are going to get a, continue to get away with it. And the last time we spoke, you spoke, you taught me what immutable means. So I've got that written on my the inside of my arm in the definition. Did, so that anytime did you I use it three times about, in a sentence in the last no, week? My, my wife doesn't want me to talk about stuff like that. She's not impressed at all, Katie. I don't know what to tell you. But 
So, so this was, again, it was very educational and very fun. Why don't we cut away here uh, quickly and then we'll come back and wrap up. All right, welcome back. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna just kind of end off here. I'm gonna let Katie kind of take us home here. So Katie, it, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, we can't be naive to think, I mean, there are so many, I mean, Microsoft, AWS, all the big vendors are, they are using machine learning. And yes, they have staff and people that are looking at it, but in developing to it, but ultimately all of us can leverage what they're doing. Um, and we can certainly apply it in our own environments. And here's the reality of this, bad actors are using it too. So yeah. it's just gonna keep snowballing on itself. And I go back to what I said, you know, several times in our conversation is, we gotta learn how to use this. And mm -hmm. we gotta think about how it could be misused. Um, because cat's out of the bag, we gotta start leveraging it. And so I encourage all IT departments and security departments to get together again and, and talk about what's meaningful for their business to start leveraging it. Yeah, good. Well, and then I think I can add a lot to that by saying AI good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave us with that, Katie. So. All right, perfect. <laughs> well, all right. Thanks, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, Have a good see afternoon. you, Chris. Bye.